welcome to a toast of rom-coms i'm marie i'm allison she's finger gunning you guys what's up and with us today we have a husband (laughs) because we're still quarantined even though it seems like our entire neighborhood over here is not but we are so our (laughs) one of our two special guests today bernard is here Hi, thanks for having me back, everybody. It's, a, it's great. It's a pleasure. Always a pleasure to have you on. The pleasure is mine. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to Quarantine Podcast number, I don't know, 18? Probably. Sounds right. Ooh, <laughs> Bernard's double fisting, and I love it. That's right. He has second drink with him. Fuck, I need second drink for the next one. Yeah, I'm waiting to see how bad this bitch is that we're going to drink today. Because as you listeners know, when we talk about these movies that we have no in-depth knowledge of, because we're just fans of movies. And alcohol. And alcohol, we always have at least two drinks that have to do with the movie. Dose. Sometimes three. Oh, ew, stop (laughs) making that... Stop making that motion with your fingers, Allison. I don't need that. (laughs) Occasionally four. Occasionally Occasionally four. four. There have been a couple instances of four. And that's not counting second drink. (laughs) We always need second drink. I think I've been on two of those. When Harry met Sal... Not when Harry... uh, There's something about Mary with a four drink night. Yep. And I, mean, I never make that drink just to drink, though. And I should because I liked it. I don't I, remember it. It was exactly. Hang on. It was prom night and it was cranberry and cream and something. I don't remember the cream. I remember cranberry and another red ingredient. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Period. Should make that again someday. <laughs> One of these days. So today we're going to talk about the third count them third Woody Allen movie on this list. I love Woody Probably Allen. Probably his so most well known movie, yeah. Annie Hall. It definitely, it definitely is number one. It's definitely his most well known. Definitely. Mm. So, Allison, if you could give us a rundown of the facts, please. Um, well, I think it's a fact that this movie is just as terrible as the other ones. Well-known fact. You heard it here. Oh. Um, this movie came out in 77, starring, written by, directed by Woody Allen. Also written by Marshall Brickman. I'm really surprised he could share his uh, limelight. Uh, Diane Keaton's in it. Also, Tony Roberts, a young Carol Kane, and Paul Simon. Uh, did you catch Jeff Goldblum in there? You fucking bet I did. <laughs> I was. I wrote down in all caps. That's fucking Jeff Goldblum. Because that was yep. probably the best part of the movie. Because young Jeff Goldblum is a snack. He totally is. Yeah. Have you watched The Fly yet? No, but it's on my list. I know it's probably bad, but I think he's got that that I think he's good looking. Have you seen Jeff Goldblum's IMDb page photo? I have not. You should I go look at it. Come on. Right I will now. Look at it. It's going to track it. 
All right. You get on no, track. Well, she, was, she was on track. I, Jeff I Goldblum. Wait. Five minutes tangent about Jeff Goldblum. Oh, yeah. I know that photo. Look yeah. at this IMDb photo, Bernard. It's amazing. <laughs> he was in the movie for less than four seconds. He was in the movie for less than four seconds, and he's already gotten a lot of airtime. He deserves Jeff fucking Goldblum. He deserves every second of it. Yeah. What are you doing in here? Huh? You're bad cat. It's Bernard. I invited him. <laughs> I'm not a bad cat. <laughs> Take that back. <laughs> um, good pussy. A good pussy. Yeah. Bernard, what like what word do you like more, the p word or the c word? I like both of them. I would use cunt more if somebody you know, liked just, it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> that face says no. <laughs> Thank you, hound. <laughs> Happy birthday, you cunt. <laughs> Uh, uh, GOT. Now who's on tra- off track? Boom. GOT. Uh, um. So yeah, with the drink today, since it's called Annie Hall, we're drinking the Annie Hall. Shocking. And Allison, you said it, so I'm just. It seems like this drink is just going to be as terrible as the movie. I mean. So spoiler it- alert. I had to take a very large sip in order to carry my cup upstairs. While I feel very badly about it, I know what it tastes like. Unacceptable. <laughs> but I don't. I won't tell you. I want. <laughs> bringing the bringing back a classic. I love that. Yeah. Um, so I'll let you know how I feel about it after we all try it. It's just, it's just a very strange ingredient. So there's, it's supposed to be white grapefruit juice. I just included grapefruit juice. Yeah. Like regular. So it's white grapefruit juice, tequila Blanco, again, just tequila, not Blanca. Um, mm-hmm. lavender, simple syrup and an egg white. So it's just a very strange. Cheers. Cheers. Combo. Floral and citrus. I don't know. It's very tequila heavy, and I had the same reaction the first time. That is super tequila. Well, two uh, shots, of te- two shots of tequila. It's so many. So I think Bernard already had in mind some adjustments. Gin like instead of tequila. Be- Ooh, because gin's already floral, and it goes very well. It's got the egg in my mouth. Disgusting. I had some trouble cracking the eggs. I think adding like a half a shot of lime juice to this will make it much better. Much better. You had also mentioned cutting it down to one shot of tequila versus two. I didn't say that. I, you, I you never said it, that. You, you absolutely fucking no, I did. Said, you said cut it down no, to I one I shot. Add more grapefruit juice. I never would cut back on the alcohol. Ever. That is never an option. It's a bold face lie. Cut <laughs> back gin last night. You're getting it mixed up. You said it. I cut your gin last night. You're getting mixed up. Um. So I want to make a note about this cocktail. Let's do it. I don't think so. Whenever you make a cocktail with egg whites, you're supposed to vigorously dry shake for like 20 to 30 seconds or whatever. I don't think I vigorously dry shake enough because I don't get a whole lot of foam. Well, if you noticed the ingredient or the direction said, is your cocktail shaker stainless steel? 
No. So it said on the instructions to dry shake it until frost had formed on the shaker. No, that's whenever it was cold, whenever you put the ice in. Well, well, I'm just telling you how to... Oh, I see what you're saying. Never mind. Like, I think that I don't shake it hard enough whenever I have no ice. I didn't see that the instructions said dry shake this. Oh, if there's an egg white, you always dry shake. Yeah, dry shake. Add ice. Then shake vigorously 25 to 30 times. So you... Anytime egg white is involved, you dry shake first because I think that's what gets it foamy. I really hate this drink. Like the more I'm drinking it, the more I hate it. It's really weird. Like the the super sugary aftertaste of it, it doesn't it doesn't go well with this. Did you have you noticed that, Bernard? It's not good. Just yeah. like the movie. So I I will say, though, having seen this movie once previously, I did enjoy it more the second time. Really? It's still a bad movie, but it wasn't as unpalatable as it was the first time. Bernard? I agree. I think this is the best of all the three Woody Allens that we've watched. And maybe it's because it's only an hour and a half. That's always a positive. Always, because you can always count on one to two minutes being taken up by credits. Yep. So I, the summary, it's really hard because I don't know what this movie is about. <laughs> I watched it literally an hour ago. I don't know. It's about a guy and a girl's like troubled relationship. And they're not adults, even though they are adults, but they can't fucking figure it out. And they keep breaking up and getting together and there's no flow of time. And I have no idea if they are moving backward or forward or wherever. And that's my summary. I think you got it. It's about a guy and a girl's troubled relationship. Nailed it. I I mean, within the first, what, 15 minutes, like when they're in that movie theater talking, you're like, these two people should not be together. Nope. They obviously can't stand each other. They don't like how they each other relates with the world. That was it. I don't think he's right for anybody personally. I agree. Yeah. Well, because he said it himself, though. He he talked about that Groucho Marx joke. Yeah. Member. I don't want to be a member of any club that would have me as a member. And that's how he feels about women. Well, that's a recipe disaster for any relationship. If you don't want to be with someone once you're with them. Right. And meanwhile, this guy should be fucking lucky that anyone wants to be with him. Especially, like, young Carol Kane was really attractive, I thought. She sure was. That long hair and those big eyes. Yeah. So I feel like he had some really good-looking women, and the other wife looked really good-looking without her glasses, too. And and the caftan. Like, get that fucking robey thing off she wore to the party. That was horrible. Yeah. So how is he getting all of these, like, beautiful women? I just... Well, he's the director of the movie. Oh, right. He's, he's paying them. Yeah, he's paying them. Oh, that's, that's right. However, I will say this. This movie is based on him and Diane Keaton's real relationship. Oh, that's awkward. Because 
Diane Keaton's real name is Diane Hall, and a derivative of Diane is Annie. That's so weird. That makes it even more messed up that she... The movie? Wasn't she in the movie? <laughs> she was the main character. I, I had to ask that question just because it was so hard to believe that she would star in a movie about herself. Well, Woody Allen does it. I don't think it painted her in a negative light, though. No, I don't think so either. Bernard, did you? No. Okay. I'm trying to see, though. I want to. I'm trying to look at which movie came first. So it looks like Annie Hall, Manhattan, and then Hannah and her sisters. Yes, one of those movies. I want to say that one of those movies they only agreed to make after Annie Hall, but I couldn't tell you for sure. Okay. All right. So I think our first unbelievability then is him being able to score these hot checks. Great start. Going off that piggybacking, if you will, <laughs> off of what free. <laughs> is that nerdy little guy that Woody Allen is really going to mouth off the number of times that he mouths off to bigger guys? Like those two guys outside of the hotel or the movie theater and he's mouthing off the whole time to them. He's not good. That, that's not believable. He got punched in the face. I, I wanted to see it because I also was like, that's none of your business. It's not your conversation. He's talking to somebody else. Calm your tits. Just yeah. So like a number of times I wrote that down. Like, is he really in the real world going to be that mouthy? No, I don't think so. He doesn't have a right to be. However, you saw like when he was young and they were doing the classroom stuff that when he snuck over to kiss that one girl. Now, if that's how he acted, his ass would get beat frequently. Yeah, this drink is fucking terrible. Yeah, it's really not good. It's horrible. I guess got your Another believable thing here, believability thing. After the tennis match, when she when she comes into the lobby and he's there. And she's acting all nervous, and he's like totally like, hey, man, I'm like Woody Allen. I'm all cool. That's not believable. It would have been the other way around. He would have been real nervous, and she would have been very chill and laid back. Because even like seeing him play tennis, he was just a fucking noodle. Like He was like a <laughs> like, – he looked like a piece of spaghetti for God's sakes. Like, a short piece a, of spaghetti. Yeah, he has just no definition, no nothing. Like – I can't remember. I know in Hannah and her sisters, we saw him playing sports. Like, even though it was just like playing catch with his kid. Did we see any like sports stuff in Manhattan? I can't remember. I don't think so. But I know we saw him in shorts and or underwear in Manhattan. And I remember being like having like a physical reaction like, ugh, whenever <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that physique, like, there's a physique out there for everybody. I don't think it's for you and me, Allison. <laughs> Looking at our men, I would agree. Going to, staying on the believability. <laughs> <laughs> He's going back. 
So he's over. He's in this movie. He's forty or above. I think he's over forty. No, he said he, he said he turned forty, and while this was shooting, he turned forty-one. Okay, but in the movie, he was forty. Also, he said he was forty in the movie. Hmm. Okay. In the beginning monologue. Oh, that is some kind of sex drive for a forty-year-old. I'm just saying that right now. Like, it, that was something. I don't know if how, how believable that is. Like every night, he wanted to have sex. I don't know how believable that is. I thought three times a week was like a lot for like somebody who had been in a relationship for like years, what it seemed like, or at least a year. I I don't know. Like that seems healthy to me. And he wanted more. And that was a topic in therapy. Well, and the therapy that he wanted her to go to because he wanted more sex, it seemed like. And then I kind of agreed with her. Like she was acting like he was acting like it was her problem. Oh, I don't think it was all her problem. It just wasn't a good match. Yes. Um, Also, for two people, six lobsters seemed excessive. Like, they were trying to catch six lobsters. That's a lot. And that's a lot of work, too. It's so much work. Would, Would you guys ever be able to cook, like, live lobsters? No. I am not a big enough fan of lobster to put that much effort into cooking it and cracking the shell. I just I'm not a fan of lobster. Like I it's not my would feel super bad boiling those little guys alive. No. I'd they're crustaceans. Probably just adopt them and let them live in my house forever until they died. <laughs> See, to me lobster, like you're eating the lobster and you're dipping it in butter. So all it ends up tasting like is butter. So I don't understand why people are so crazy. I mean, is that just me? Am I the only one like smothering it in butter? No. So like everyone's just eating the butter, not the lobster. Like give me crabs, give me shrimp and it'll be like the consistency of shrimp is different though. Oh, a Chilean sea bass. That to me is much more flavorful than a lobster. Mm -hmm. Even crab, like you said, I think crab is much more flavorful. Do you have any unbelievabilities you'd like to talk about? I mean, I didn't think that there was a ton to talk about. I, I do. And I have them starred. Oh, can I go back? This goes, plays into the sex drive. I would love it. Okay. Oh, I found my next unbelievable. Or I found my unbelievability. They watch a four hour documentary on Nazis and he questions why she doesn't want to fuck. Hello. It's a four-hour documentary on Nazis, and if you bring up Nazis, what else do you have to bring up? The Holocaust. Who you wants can't to have ha- one without the other? How are you gonna sex someone? <laughs> have sex with someone? <laughs> you gonna sex about the Holocaust? You cannot. Four you hours. Can't. Four straight hours. Nobody's gonna get sexed that way. <laughs> Ain't nobody getting sexed. Not tonight. No, and also. If you say the words la di da, you ain't get bucked. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. And she was not using it ironically. No. She was not. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. I don't know why I need, I feel the need to add those little (laughs) tidbits. Um, All right, anyway, that was a cut. So here's my unbelievability, and please. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but do people actually have sex under the covers? 
Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I guess we both just learned something about our <laughs> lives. Huh. I get chilly. <laughs> oh no, you got to keep the socks on. Never take the socks off. Allison, half the time I don't even take my pants off entirely. <laughs> I have I only have one pant leg in so I can find them later. Would you like me to edit it's that very, out? <laughs> very. It's erotic. <laughs> a different level. But. Okay, well, point proven. Did you guys notice how her singing, how how much her singing improved from her first act to the <laughs> next time she sang. Did you notice how how it, how how it was vast? Not even like it was. No, it was ridiculously better. I it actually didn't. You know, I I noticed how her singing improved, but what didn't improve were her outfits and persona as she was singing. She still looked like a fuddy duddy up there on the stage. Well, la di da, okay, fuddy duddy. <laughs> Anyone who uses fuddy duddy, you're one step away from saying la di da. I'm just saying, you're one step away. I was just trying to use terminology she would know. Well, la di da, golly, fuddy duddy. Good Don't you gosh, fuddy duddy over there. You haven't done an unbelievability yet over there. Me? Let's go. Yeah. I just gave mine, oh, yeah. but I was oh, yeah. proven. It was believable. <laughs> it was believable. Who was he talking to when he said that his grandma was too busy getting raped by the Cossacks? <gasps> oh, that was something that I highlighted. Um, He was talking to... I think it was her... Or no, it was his first wife? No, Bernard says it was Annie. Okay. Because she was also talking about how her Grammy hated all Jews. Yeah. That was one part that I laughed at whenever they were at her family dinner and the the grandma pictured him in full Hasidic Jew attire. How about Dwayne was amazing. I sometimes, I? Oh. I sometimes think about driving in a dark highway head on into the headlights and he drives them to the airport. It was amazing. Quite fast, if you noticed that. It was amazing. It was so funny. That was one of my unbelievabilities, actually. So I'm glad that you you yeah, mentioned I thought, that. I thought Christopher Walken was amazing in that role. I thought Jeff Goldblum was amazing in his role. He didn't even have any lines. He just stood there. No, he said something. No, he didn't. Didn't he, he say, like, I forgot my mantra or something? Yeah. He was on the phone. That was the only part of the movie that I remember perfectly. Jeff Goldblum. I think I've approved of your glasses. They're Jeff Goldblum-esque. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need to get one of those shower curtains for your, your, your downstairs bathroom. Of, no, we don't. Yes, you do. I'm going to get you one. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum nice. in a turtleneck with like the gorilla or whatever. Well, with giant horse dicks. <laughs> no, we'll counter it with a Nick Cage one. Did you guys think this was... Well, I'm going to throw this out here. I felt like when Harry Met Sally in its style was similar to this movie and how it was in that in that same style. It was, it was similar style-wise. Not content wise 
but style wise, I there was de- a definite passage of time. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, he had his buddy he was talking to. Harry had his buddy he always talked to. Mm-hmm. That's very you know, interesting. They broke up and then had makeup sex, came back together through makeup sex. Like, and Woody Allen, in this case, didn't want to stick around and stay with her. And if you remember Harry, how he could think about was how to get out of the bed with Sally. Mm-hmm. I thought there were some similarities. I thought the diner they were in, there was a diner scene. It looked like the exact same diner. It looked like the exact same diner. Yeah, it she was does, after her yes, singing. Yes. Oh, she's having. I couldn't remember it in Annie Hall. Yeah, it was right after she sang for the first time, and then he was like, let's just get the first kiss over with so we can eat. I thought that was a cute scene, actually. Like, I did. I how he said that, and yeah. like they were like, oh, yeah, okay, and then they went well, and ate. Yeah. That was the moment they fell in love. We're not there yet. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take a picture and send you a picture of his notes because they're pretty amazing. Are they James esque? Are they just no, not there? Like they're really good. Like oh. oh look at this. Oh my gosh. Yeah, send me a pic. I will. I'll post it because those are great. So I didn't <laughs> oh, another not believable thing. He nailed two chicks in one night. Yes, two different ones. How do you guys feel about those weird pigtails? I was no Shelley Duvall's character had those weird pigtails. Who's Shelley? Shelley Duvall, the girl from The Shining. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, I liked them. She was also in Roxanne. Wait, what? She was in Popeye. She played Olive Oil in Popeye. So Bernard liked the pigtails. I was too busy focusing on her eyebrows or lack thereof to notice the pigtails. <laughs> Those things were tiny. I would like to do a deconstructed Annie Hall drink next time. I'm just going to do two shots of tequila, and then I'm going to do a shot of the grapefruit juice, and I'm going to do a half a shot of the What's that? Simple sugar? Because none of this works together at all. None of it does. And then we're going to make an egg white omelet. And just <laughs> <laughs> Put on some toast. Melba <laughs> toast. I just think that tequila is a really weird choice with this. Oh, the gin would be so much better with this. Do you just want to Well, do we can make that adjustment next time. I think we should make that adjustment. Would the grapefruit work with the gin? Yes. I think that's the change we make. It has to be made. I can't drink another one of these guys. I'm sorry. No, it's disgusting. I hate tequila. That bite that it has. It just is- I feel so bad because Rock, The Rock loves tequila, and I try, but I just don't like it. I'm sorry, Dwayne Johnson. I want to, but I can't. What was the one drink with, that I liked with the tequila? Bald Eagle. And um, Noble like Punch. Eagle. Noble Punch was also good. Yeah, that was good. The one with the pineapple. We just had that with the Lady Eve. Ooh, I got another. Do- that I had got- tequila in it. Yeah, I have another believability thing here. Yeah, was I drunk? No, no, no. That was that was a boy. Annie Hall having to get high every time she has sex. Oh, that was. I mean, there's flashing red lights going off here, guys. Like, I mean, you understand why she has to get high to have sex with him. You understand why. I would think that you would have to get drunk before sex with him, so you'd have like literal beer goggles. Like, so you couldn't, like, 
see him. I don't know a lot about getting high because it was just never my thing. But he called it a hallucinogenic. So, like, was it was it was the viewer supposed to get the idea that she was hallucinating while having sex with him, which is really not happens when you get high. I but think like it, it was just supposed to be she has to alter her state of being before sex and that she couldn't just have sex with him. I would have been interested to know with her other relationships if she could have had sex easier with them. I won't. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. it was just him. Yeah. This is not a believability thing I have written down, but this is something I noticed with Woody Allen in general. There's no, he never engages in any, he rarely engages in any real dialogue in a movie. He cooks out one-liner after one-liner after one-liner, which again is very similar to Billy Crystal in When Harry Met Sally. He does a lot of that also in that movie. He throws out a lot of one-liners in that movie. I think that also is why I kind of felt like it was tied in a little bit. So if you're mate. So then what makes Billy Crystal a better character in that movie than this one? There's more chemistry. There's there's so much more believability along the lines that you could see young Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan getting together. That they they actually his personality was kind of funny. He actually he was funny. Yeah. Woody Allen wasn't funny. Billy Crystal's one liners were actually kind of funny. Woody Allen just seems like a bad, miserable person. And Billy Crystal, I think he's quirky. And I think he has feelings and he cares. And a lot of, again, it goes back to Billy Crystal was actually, his his lines in Harry Met Sally were funny. Mm -hmm. You laughed at those. Or you at least felt like, you smiled. Maybe Mm -hmm. you smiled at them. Woody Allen's, you know, he he just wasn't funny. He's just not funny. He's not. He's just... So, and to kind of, to piggyback on that, Bernard, if you will, to, to piggyback, um, he he either had one-liners or a monologue, just a straight-up right. monologue. Good point. Yeah, there was no no dialogue, no no actual dialogue between him and Annie Hall were arguing. That's our dialogue. This has nothing to do with their dialogue, except for the fact that the, the one time that they were talking and they weren't arguing was when they were drinking wine on her balcony and did you notice there was ice in the wine oh it was on my list of things to mention and i thought that was pretty wild because she gave him a glass with ice cubes already in it and then brought the wine out to the porch and it was just fine because that's not that's not what you do with wine guys i don't care who you are don't put ice cubes in your wine i don't drink wine and i know that my brother puts ice cubes in his wine. <laughs> he also I would drink some out of a plastic tumbler. So I think that the latter is acceptable. But if I was around him and he was drinking his wine with ice cubes, I would probably chastise him. But it's not like wine, wine. It's like spritzers, booms. It's, it's like boxed wine and yeah, it's you know. I wonder why you're allowed to have sangria with ice. Maybe because there's alcohol in it. It's more like a fruit punch. Yeah, that's true. But there's also wine in there. I'm going to try to get this last one down all in one. Chug, 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 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. The amount that dripped out of your mouth when you were done. <laughs> I just got to keep my mouth open so I don't taste that. <laughs> Flashback to my sister's sister, your sister's sister. <laughs> My sister's sister. My sister's sister would be me. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've said in a while. I'm glad you got that, though, because I was going to point that out. My sister's sister would be yourself. Are we done with unbelievability? Burner, do you got anything left? That's it. Oh, I have one minor thing. Um, I thought it was unbelievable that she called him over... Well, I guess this is a, this was a front. She didn't really call him over for this, but she called him over to kill a spider and he couldn't handle a live lobster. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. Yeah. And there's if you can't two. handle one, why the spider? A spider's, a spider's much smaller. I mean, much smaller. I guess you, like, get in touch with them more frequently. <laughs> Call them, dial <laughs> dial up my spider friends, get in touch with them. Send some texts. <laughs> Can you imagine? They'd be great texters. They have eight legs. Text in with all those legs. I'd be very jealous. <laughs> like your impression partner of how that would go. <laughs> very efficient. Obstacles of them being together, which is a weird thing to talk about. Every- because they don't get together. <laughs> Their personalities, what they want in life. He weighs 100, 105 pounds soaking wet out of the shower wearing a bath towel. Ew. You, you spelled believability wrong. Wait, that's an obstacle to us being together. Are <laughs> pointing that out? <laughs> um, I just think they're completely incompatible altogether. He's very cynical. He's very hung up on how other people perceive him. She, I think she's more hopeful and optimistic. I I don't know. I just think they're incompatible people. I just don't see how he lives a productive, happy life. If that's how he is in real life, it just sounds, it's exhausting just to be thinking. I mean, look at him in the news. It doesn't really seem like a happy life. No. When's he going to die? It should be coming up soon. Oh, my God. Edit that out. I'm not, because I think it's funny. Bernard, should I edit that out? You're asking me? Yeah. No, you don't edit that out. Nice. (laughs) She's like, she's over there fucking checking her calendar. Like, it's like a Google calendar. I'm looking at his age. He's 84. It should be happening any day now. What would you do if he died tomorrow? What would happen? I would immediately text you and ask you how horrible you feel. I wouldn't you would have feel obviously that. brought it about. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of you feeling terrible, did you see the picture of Leonardo DiCaprio with his two husky puppies? Yes. I buried the hatchet with Leo. So you don't feel guilty anymore? No. Okay. I, I thanked him twice. <laughs> I still she- think he's a misogynist, though. I will not apologize. Are we done with obstacles? Yeah. Can we make this drink with gin? Yeah, we can make this drink with gin. Nice. And no, and no egg white. I don't mind the egg white. I might make it with an egg white. 
It's just too much work. Can we just make a lavender Collins? Okay. <laughs> nice. I'm flexible on that. No one has to know. <laughs> All right. Lavender Collins coming right up. All right. Guys, I came here to party. Um, do you keep do you keep club soda in your house? <sighs> no, not so. I I keep tonic water in my house. Is it mm. different? I think it's different. So it's different. I actually um, there's a brand of tonic water that I really really like. It's elderflower tonic water, and it's delicious. And it goes so well with gin. It's crazy. So I tonic use water is the one with quinine in it, right? Yes. Yes. And club soda does not have that in that. I think I thought maybe club soda was the one that is slightly sweetened. I think you're right. Yeah. So we have club soda. I hate tonic water, but that flavored stuff doesn't sound as bad. It's really good, and it's not overpoweringly sweet either. Um, no, I have club soda in the house from the Noble Punch. Okay. I still don't remember what that drink tasted like. It was good. I'm surprised. It was memorable. I have it starred. Oh, wow. You don't start just anything. I don't. I have, out of this 50, I think I maybe have 10 stars. Okay. So, I'll just issue the formal apology for us not drinking two of the drinks that have to do with this movie, but Allison had a long day, and she just wants to enjoy her cocktails. I do. So much so that I brought two up. <laughs> two large lavender Collins. Those are tumblers. I'll tell you, usually you give me shit for my drinks, but that's pretty sizable. There's a lot of ice in there. <laughs> It is good. Uh, Burner, do you like them? Yeah, good drink. I'm surprised that I don't know if I'm surprised, but I I didn't think you'd be on the both of you really. I didn't think you'd both be on the lavender train as much as you are. You throw a hint of citrus in there, and I'm for it. <laughs> We're all about citrus. C- you throw the citrus in there. Is it citrus? Neither of you two are my favorite. But neither is my daughter, so I don't know who that leaves me with. First, Chooch, get him up here. Uh, yeah, you can have him. It's There's, okay. Get those jammy cockline pants up here. <laughs> <laughs> that was pre-recording. My oh. husband's pajama pants very, very much so accentuate and outline his penis. <laughs> And it's is very noticeable. Allison bought him four more pairs. <laughs> Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody wang chungs. <laughs> on top of the covers? Maybe tonight? Maybe we're sleeping on top of the covers. Who knows? Ooh. Could be a hot time in the No. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. It's gonna be a finish by two nope. tumblers of nope. Nope. lavender nope. Collins nope. and nope. pass out. Yep. No. 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 Uh so chemistry here, which I find very tough. I fought an awful lot. I wrote that they fought an awful lot, and it wasn't endearing in any way. It was mostly annoying. Lots of one-liners. Ugh. 
Hey, Allison, you're in a really bad mood. You must have your period. Oh, my God. That line. Who says that? Who? I immediately paused the video and Barter just looked at me and started laughing. (laughs) It was awful. How about another thing I would like to add? Um, One quote that he had that was just crazy was there's too much burden placed on the orgasm in terms of women. And I was like, okay, sir. Do you remember that line? He would not do well with at least me because, yes, there's a lot of burden. There's a lot of burden. Yeah. Who wants to start if there's no end? Thank you. That's so true. What if that end doesn't come for a long, (laughs) long, long fucking time? Then it's all the more satisfying for both parties. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. That sounds that sounds right. But um so <laughs> that sounds right. Um, <laughs> there was another part too where he gets up and she was like, sorry, that took a long time, and he's like, Oh yeah, my jaw. I can't feel my jaw. <gasps> Bernard started laughing really hard at that point. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta say. I feel like at least that's a realistic depiction of what actually happens down there. All these thrust, thrust, oh, oh, absolutely not. No. That's not how it works. Women, don't buy into that. No. It's okay not to orgasm after 10 seconds. That's not normal. No, it's not. Unless you have a hypersensitive vagina. That would be weird. Apparently, that's what happens whenever you get your clitoris pierced. Too much. Is the word clitoris too much for you, Bernard? No, that the pain <gasps> associated with piercing anything down there is too much. Did you pick up on Tiger King how Joe Exotic has two penis piercings? I don't... I've never seen one. It goes through the hole. It goes through the dick hole. Yeah. Yeah. Two of those? No. Is that possible? Not Is through the, the dick hole. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else has two, but he at least had one. How many penis piercings does Joe Exotic have? Is your penis hole that big that you can have two holes through it? No. So does the so does 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 the pee hit the earrings then? I was or, like, how do you pee, the pee straight? Rings? How do you pee straight? Like, don't you think it would like go get on the the ring and like kind of go on its own little way a little bit? Like the oh, stream would be disturbed. Point. Bernard, thoughts? So, back to chemistry. <laughs> they fought an awful lot. They didn't have any chemistry. I can't think of anybody in the movie he had chemistry with. Really can't. What about his friend? Fro guy. Uh, I don't know. His friends seem to have a lot of chemistry with sixteen-year-olds. Yeah, I picked There's up on that too. Something 
cringeworthy mm-hmm. in these movies. Always. Oh, is it really? Well, in Manhattan, the entire thing was cringeworthy because he was in a relationship with a high schooler. So oh. there was that. Got that going for him. My sister's sister, I don't remember. Oh, there was, wasn't that the one where Hannah's, he was making jokes about H- everybody? Hannah. Hannah something. Yeah. Hannah and her sisters yeah, that who one. make jokes about how everyone's into pedophilia or something like that. Yeah. And then he married his... Uh, Stepdaughter? His adopted daughter. I don't... He married his adopted daughter. Both are bad. I don't know which one would be worse. Oh, adopted daughter is much worse. Worse than stepdaughter? No, I agree okay. with Bernard now thinking about okay, so, it. Say, I don't, don't, don't do it. Don't go there. Let me go there. You got a stepdaughter. You got married when you're in your 50s. A stepdaughter could be in her 20s. Okay. It's your stepdaughter. He came, she came in with the wife. You divorced the wife and married a stepdaughter. Boom. Done. It's still not as bad as marrying your, uh, marrying your adopted daughter, for God's sakes. That you probably raised from a small child. Correct. It's both bad, but yeah, I see your point. He's not a good person. 84 years old any day now. Oh my God. I won't lose sleep over it. I won't lose sleep over it. (laughs) Keep drinking those lavender calls. You won't lose sleep over anything. (laughs) That's my plan. That's it's bad. Like there's a picture of her when she's like ten sitting <gasps> in his lap. At no! a, at a <gasps> oh, that's awful. That's disgusting. Uh, that's not good. No, because she Mia Farrow adopted her with another guy and then they got divorced. I think that's what it said. And then Woody Allen adopted her. See, and this guy, musician, this guy. And then Woody Allen came in later. So to add to chemistry, it was very early in the movie, but I think this was a perfect picture of what their relationship was like. Whenever they're sitting, kind of bickering about the movie, and he was like, no, it's two minutes in. I can't watch it. And it's just the previews or whatever. And he's like, let's just go see this movie again. And she was like, no, I don't want to watch this movie again. It's four hours long, blah, blah, blah. He was like, no, I want to watch this movie. I can't do this. Blah. And then the next picture is they're in line to watch the movie that he wanted to watch. After so she it was all about him and what he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like he turned every single little thing back on him and how it pertained to him. And he had a conversation with his friend kind of about that towards the beginning, that long walk-in shot, like that very first scene where they were together and Bird and I were looking at the TV like, where the fuck are these two Yeah, I couldn't find him either. (laughs) We're like a football field away walking (laughs) towards the camera. I mean, Um, but the thing is, does him knowing that make it any better if he just still continues to do it? No, it makes it worse. If you're doing it in ignorance, that's one thing. But to know it and continue to do it, 
yes, it's worse. Yeah, just because you're self-aware doesn't make it better. Yeah, so, like, the friend was talking about that, how he always makes everything about him being Jewish. Yeah. Which you did see through the movie. Yeah, but, I mean, it seemed like with the grandma, that was acceptable. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Yeah, the chemistry, like... I don't want to say they didn't have any chemistry because they did play off of each other, but not in a way where you'd be like, oh, that seems like the type of relationship. It's okay. Yes. The door just opened up behind you and you can't see anyone opening it. And I know it's Nelly, but it's still disconcerting. It's okay. So today, upstairs, I was with, I was with our daughter. And the it got windy. We had the window in the hallway open and the window in her room open. And we're in the one room and we hear the door open up there in her room. She runs out and I immediately get up because I'm like, what's going on? And she says, hello, <laughs> and runs into the room. I go into the room immediately, you know, because it's go time. <laughs> There's no one in that room. <laughs> There was no one in that room. And she went in the hallway, stopped, said hello, and then ran to the room. I also ran to the room right behind me. Wait, said hello or? Correct. I didn't say hello. said hello. Right? Yeah. Yes. I've told you before, or maybe I've just told her, him. She's had conversations at like going to bed and I've gone in there and I'm like, who are you talking to? And she looks behind me. And then one time she just goes, the light. And I'm like, okay, that's better than whatever else it is you're looking at. Cause I don't want to know. And before she was looking at the bookshelves and she would go, the kids up there. Like, the thing is the door, it's like one of those, like the door when it opened up. Like, so you both heard the door open, so we both got up and moved. Oh no! Yeah, oh. it was fun. It took us. Yeah, a, it took us a really long time to figure out that. Um, so we usually keep our basement door cracked a little bit, like if we're just gonna go back and forth running up, or he's downstairs, I'm upstairs, whatever. It took us a really long time to figure out that whenever the vent turns on directly across from the door, it's strong enough to close the door. So that freaked me out for a while. But that's... I mean, it was a huge gust of wind. And the window in her... She didn't close... The door wasn't closed the whole way. There's no... It was the wind. It was, was the a, wind. Like... And she said hello because the door opened and no one was there because the wind blew it open. Hello? That's what happened. Yes. Part two of what wakes Maria up from two to three in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) These stories. Um, But there had to have been some kind of chemistry there because, like, I don't know if you guys picked up on it. Like, her and Woody Allen, when she called him over for the spiders, there were those pictures of him with the lobsters mm-hmm. from summer mm-hmm. vacation mm-hmm. so there was some type of feeling there but whatever it was 
it was unhealthy. That's what it was. It just wasn't any, it, it wasn't enough to make any of them happy. Did you see Dwayne's pictures on the walls too? It looked like his mugshot. I saw that. Maybe it was. <laughs> it had to have been his mugshot. It looked terrible. Um, How did you guys feel? I don't know if this plays into chemistry or not, but how did you guys feel about that weird cartoon interlude? Not good. Did not care for it. Uh, was that Snow White or no? That was the evil queen. Yeah. With big tits. She had nice tits. With her nips. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Those nips were way out there. It was weird, though. It was fine. It made no sense to me. And uh, you know what? That's kind of a common theme for this movie. I know he he has these times where he like plays on the audience and he'll like turn and talk to the audience. He had that moment where he had captions of what they were really thinking whenever they were having a conversation and like I don't I don't know it was inconsistent and that's why I didn't like it it didn't happen throughout the whole movie it happened here there no rhyme or reason for why this is happening I just didn't care for it so one of the things that like I was reading about in the facts and I thought was a bit interesting and I thought would have made a difference in the movie was remember in the beginning where he said it like blurs fact and fiction or he nope. blurs fact and fiction nope. a lot. So in the movie, he it said something about how he has trouble with fact and fiction. And I thought that cartoon was a little bit of an instance, but it was just one isolated incidence of that happening. They cut out a whole bunch of those types of scenes a french resistance fantasy a spoof on invasion of the body snatchers an elaborate sports fantasy um a surreal takeoff on angel on my shoulder whatever that is so i felt like if they had done more of that that would have been more consistent with the film but it would have made the movie longer exactly yeah, I think they said something. I think I read somewhere like the movie was originally like almost two and a half hours long and they cut so much out of it. And thank God. Is this an Oscar winner? Yes. It won four Oscars. God damn it. I think, did he win Best Actor for this? Ugh. He may have. I forget. How could he I, win? I think it was Best picture i want to say it was best picture i don't remember how could Diane it, Keaton one. how could it win best actor like he's the same in every movie because he's not acting that's best just picture. okay when best picture best actress best original screenplay woody allen and best director woody allen <sighs> i think that's a good point though like it's not like it's a lot of um versatility from him no he plays the same character yeah it's pretty similar like storylines and how that goes too and honestly it had the same type of feel that manhattan had like this Mm -hmm. just passage of time and there's no real there's no like real beginning middle and end it's just like this long stream of whatever well, that's, I kind of like was thinking about that while this was playing. And I was wondering if his films are like a precursor to indie movies that don't have a real, 
I want to say they don't have a plot, but they don't have a plot line where you have the rising action and the climax and resolution. Like, it's just a story. Like, it's a snapshot of someone's life, and this is what happens, and it doesn't really affect anybody, or does it? I don't know. That's a good point. I actually, that's really... So it came out, I mean, it was up for awards in 78, and... There wasn't a lot of good movies along the lines that we would think. It was the same year, Star Wars, Close Encounters. They all came out that year. That's who it was in con. That was who it was in uh, competition with. How? No way, Star Wars was going to win. No way. <laughs> I know. Even but Close Encounters, though, like yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen Close Encounters all the way through. I don't have you. No, I don't think I've seen it all the way through, but I already know it's a better movie than this. So I, I just think, yeah. So, um, do you have anything to add to chemistry, Bernard? Okay, Allison. No. <laughs> okay. So, moment they fell in love, Bernard. You already said something about this, so. I thought when he after the. Uh... When she bombed singing out on the sidewalk. And he said, can we just kiss now and go to the diner and eat? I thought that was the moment for them. I don't think they're in love. I think he thinks he loves her when he's not able to have her. So every time, like, at the end, I think he was in love with her again because she didn't want him. Which is the whole thing with Manhattan. He loved them whenever he wasn't with them. Both of the ladies he was with then. Right. So I I think that as to whether she was in love with him, it's hard to say because it transitioned for me so quickly between their genuinely liking and yeah, she did say she loved him. The year before, the year before you had, it was Rocky, there was a bunch of movies out the year before and even the year after. This year, nothing. So what were a, what were they up against for Best Picture? All right, so he was up against Annie Hall was up against uh, let me get to the fucking thing. I already scrolled down this fucking bullshit motherfucking cocksucker. Okay, there it is. Okay. The Goodbye Girl, never heard never of it. Heard of it. Julia, never heard nope. of it. Nope. The turning point, never heard of it. In Star Wars. Star Wars should have won. By a lot. I agree. That has staying power. Better romance. Best director. Best director. Again, Woody Hall. Woody Allen won for this. Steven Spielberg, Close Encounters. Fred Zenneran, Julia. George Lucas, Star Wars. And some French dude for The Turning Point. What the hell is The Turning Point and what the hell is Julia? I don't even know what we're talking about. Uh, we were talking about moment they fell in love, so I guess we got to talk. Go to do they stay together? Okay, stop. Jump. I'm sorry. Jumping back in. Give you an idea. The previous year, 1977. Listen to the movies up for Academy Awards. Yeah. Rocky. Great. All the President's Men. Never saw it. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Bound for Glory. Network. Outstanding. Network. Oh my God. Network. You gotta get mad. Get angry! Oh, great lines. Never the taxi seen driver. You know, which, 
I don't I know, like taxi I know driver. People, you either love it or you hate it. It's, there's no. In- I've never seen it. Oh, this is one of those rare moments where I've seen something and Marie has You haven't it. seen that? Yeah. I've not. Not. I'm sorry. Allison, uh, that work is so good. That work is so good. It has two actors nominated for best actor. Who's in it? And one of them wins. Uh, Peter Finch wins. But William Holden's also nominated. Oh, our old pal. And he wins over Robert De Niro in Taxi Driver and Sylvester Stallone in Rocky. Which had won. Is he the old guy? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Eek. Yeah. Wait. President's men? All the president's men. Okay. Oh, that's about uh, the newspaper reporters, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched that in college. I don't remember much of that. Oh, Dustin Hoffman. Ooh, Robert Redford. Hello. It's good. Oh, you're a Robert Redford fan, oh, It's eh? very good. I mean, I think he's real attractive. I think Annie Hall can hang with those movies. Absolutely not. Let's go look at 1979. The year after. So, are you going Paul Newman or Robert Redford? Robert Redford. Is it the ginger? You know, that's a really good question. I don't know, but there's something about him that he's like rugged. I don't know, a little bit. Like, he's like a man. I guess Paul Newman is, too. I don't know. There's something about his features that I really like. Uh, let me see. But does he have the lemonade? <laughs> 70, 1979 was Deer Hunter. Andy Hall wouldn't have won anything. Deer Hunter won everything that year. I need to put that. I need to watch that. Oh, Oh, that's a tough watch. <laughs> yeah, I that's know. That's a tough watch. But it's, it's like, it's like I haven't seen this either, but it's like Schindler's List. Like, you got to watch it once. I did. I, that's a tough watch, too. However, I did not cover my eyes and refuse to watch any of Schindler's List, and I did with The Deer Hunter. Whoa. Yes, it is that heavy. It is. Can it's, you tell me what kind of a scene it was? Just general context um general like is it like a war scene is it like a women and man scene it's more than one it's more than one scene but it originates as a pow scene okay yeah so and once you get there you will know like there's not a doubt in your mind you'll be like oh this is what marie was talking about yep i see it yeah, I'm looking at Paul Newman's photos. Definitely Robert Redford. See, I don't like Robert Redford with the mustache I and like it. Butch Cassidy. I like it. To bring it, to bring it all back together, we're saying <laughs> I, I believe Annie Hall won because it was just a weak year for movies. We're saying that we will take Robert Redford and Paul Newman both at the same time over Woody Allen by himself forever and eternity. Yes. I think if hell exists for me personally, it would probably be would spending it with Woody Allen and his He's not a good person. He's not a good little, guy. Little wet noodle body. <laughs> I can, I just have this vision of you fireman carrying him up the stairs. <laughs> It'd be so like, easy. Like, 
Like you would be Sisyphus with Woody Allen just throwing over his shoulder, <laughs> climbing up the hill. Like, oh, not again. Fuck. <laughs> that that is how I picture my hell. <laughs> That's really good. If we had a huge fan base, I would love for somebody to like draw that and send it to me. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Oh my god. That would definitely be. I'm definitely like a stronger person than him. <laughs> physically and mentally. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um that's that's I, I'm done with moment they fell in love. They weren't in love. They didn't know what they wanted. It's the same story for all of Woody Allen's movies. They're never in love. They don't know what they want. They're not happy. They're children in adults' bodies. And like by children, I'm not talking like an eleven year old. I'm talking like a six year old. You can't decide on fucking lunch, let alone anything else. Oh, I could decide on lunch when I was six. Just give me a hot dog. Done. <laughs> three. <laughs> we'll go back to three. <laughs> um so do they stay together? No. Well, they're, they're not. So I think that's a we do that after that then. All right. Bernard's just we, we went after that already. Bernard wants Bernard really wants to do iconic scene. So he I does. think we should can, let him do iconic. I think scene. the iconic scene is her showing up after they'd play tennis wearing her little hat, wearing the tie and the outfit and everything. And she looks very cute in Annie Hall. It's all about Annie Hall. And that's Annie Hall right there. La-di-da. Buddy-duddy. I also picture that outfit, but that rooftop scene where they're drinking the wine with the ice cubes and they're having kind of awkward small talk and it has what they're really thinking on the bottom of the screen. So I'm going off on my own here. Here she goes. All right. And I have a reason for this. <laughs> so my iconic scene is do you <laughs> I can't stand you two. <laughs> right now, they're thrusting their middle fingers like they're fucking. Okay, so they're Allison's middle fingering her like fist hole here and Bernard is just increasing his velocity <laughs> his velocity <laughs> with the middle finger and all I want to do is say my iconic scene say your my piece my iconic scene is do you remember them kissing in front of the Brooklyn Bridge yes but it's the fucking same thing as Manhattan exactly that's my iconic scene for that reason and because as they're kissing Annie tilts her head and she is wearing that cute hat and you can't see her face. All you can see is Woody Allen. And to me, that's fucking Woody Allen. Oh my God. That's amazing. Boom. Mic drop. That is seriously so good. I don't know what Bernard's doing here. You're calling 911. <laughs> you just turned off your phone. <laughs> He's calling 911. It's so hot over there. You got to call 911. Marie's mic drop so hot. Got to call 911. Okay. Um, so we got our iconic scene. I do you have stuff with rom-com coincidence you want to talk about? Yes. Rom-com coincidence. They break up 
and they get to, and she calls and he comes over and he either com- comforts her or helps her in some way. And then he fucks her. It always happens in a rom-com. I don't think that's a coincidence though. In the hole. <laughs> oh find a hole. I can't stand you two. Quit. <laughs> Quit making that gesture. Clit making that gesture. Clit? Clit making that gesture. I'll let you know. That's really not that hard. To find it? It's it's really not. A three year old could do it. <laughs> That's true. My toddler child did find her own clitoris. She asked me what it was. <laughs> she can find it. You can find it, guys. Let's do it. I feel like that's very foreboding. <laughs> like your three-year-old finds her clitoris. <laughs> either that or she's going to be a gynecologist. It's either going to be really good or really bad. <laughs> what, is it what is this? All I want to do is zoom, 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 zoom. <laughs> Take that ass. I don't understand why you're playing it, though. I don't either. He was, okay. He, he was feeling hey, hey. it. Sarah? Do you have any more Rhino? Rhino? Do you have any Rhino? Rhino? Because I gave Rhino questions. That's not good. I got a cat chewing through that fucking screen door. It's not fucking easy. I didn't. I didn't identify any coincidences here. I didn't no, either. Wait, I thought I identified one. You did? No. It always happens. Every time I watch a rom com, they're like broken up, and next thing I know, they're fucking. I don't know if that's a coincidence. I feel like that's more. They just do what they want. Well, then take rom com coincidence off because it doesn't make, make rom com do what you want. Rom com coincidence is like when Harry met Sally when they're on the plane together after like having that road trip after a few years and they're like, hey, I know you. Oh, yeah, I know you. And then they keep bumping into each other. Oh, they bumped into each other at the movie theater at the end. Oh, good there call. Go. Good call, Bernard. Yeah, because I, I didn't. I asked. I asked Marie for this explanation yesterday, and she didn't fucking give it to me. She said, man, you just figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and then you gave me the explanation, and I appreciate that. That never happened. <laughs> you, you smart. You figure it out. <laughs> smart. You figure it out. <laughs> Did you just junk punch him? What I got to deal with? The fucking psycho. <laughs> psycho 1 and Psycho 1.2 is up top. Am I Psycho 1.2? Oh, no, your daughter is. I can't believe you punched me, Donna. Why? I didn't mean to. You didn't mean to? <laughs> I was angry, but I thought you would block it. You always block it. Do you have any final thoughts about this? <laughs> Can we talk about the name Alvy? love those flashback scenes early on. I really enjoyed them. I... Anytime you flash back to his youth, I enjoyed it. I mean, his mother made it very apparent on why he is the way he is. So the house under the roller coaster wasn't a house. It was actually a hotel. So it did kind of exist, at least until 2000 when they tore it down. Or was it 2006? 
Um, it was demolished in 2000. It was uh, some hotel. I forget what it was called, but it was in the IMDb facts. Interesting. Yep. Um, Interesting. Oh, did, you, did you hear me ask what kind of a name is Alvy? I don't even know if that's short for something. It's Jewish. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, is it? Because I was just going to take it at face value and be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, I don't know. Alvy, short for... No, but it's a bunch of Alvy Moore. Alvy Moore is an actual actor. Oh, it's short for Alvin. (laughs) We're so dumb. (laughs) Yes, we are. Is he going to do like a... dancing behind me on the chair he just smacked his bare ass for those of you <laughs> who can't see basically everybody <laughs> except for Allison um final thoughts I hated the look of that LA party that they went to so did I it was horrible It. I know I've said this a lot but it seemed like my own personal hell yeah I agree um I hated it less this time than when I first saw it. <laughs> yeah, I, same here. I hated it less than his other movies. I have some random facts here. Like in the beginning, he was talking about those two guys being Godfather extras. Well, Diane Keaton wasn't the Godfather. Oh. So that was something kind of ironic. Her $400 a month apartment would be $1,873 in 2019. So that is very expensive. That is very expensive. And especially if it was overrun with bugs. That was Truman Capote. The one of the Truman Capote. was Truman Capote. And this was originally a murder mystery. Would have been a better movie. How you make this a murder mystery. Don't care. I don't know. Don't care. He killed Diane Keaton. He killed Diane Keaton. You fucking kill her. <laughs> Bitch is dead. Move on. I still think it would have been a better movie. Do flashbacks with Diane Keaton, then killer character. Better movie. Um, there was one si- scene with I forget what it was, but they talked about how weird it was that these people were wearing surgical masks. Yes, and I was like, it was yeah. Oh, that's our life. That's our life. I wonder if Woody Allen wears a surgical mask in COVID times. Bet you does. I hope I hope that bastard dies tonight. <laughs> Stop! That was, that was for you, Allison. Seriously, though, if I wake up tomorrow and see headlines that he passed away, I will laugh. And then maybe feel a little bit bad, but mostly laugh and then text or call you. <laughs> I will pray for your immortal soul. That's fine. It needs it, but nothing's going to help it. I mean, if she has that kind of control and that kind of power, then mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, really, she's not wishing him dead. No, I'm just saying That's it's going to happen. She's if he died, eh. It's true. Meh. 
I don't wish death upon anybody. He's not a good person. Do I wish like fender benders upon people? Yes. Do I wish that they drop their donut in the morning? Yes. But do I wish death or terrible things? No. There are some people that come into work where I'm like, I hope you have a major inconvenience to your day today. I hope somebody spits on you or something. I think that's what I need to go with from now on when I feel some kind of animosity. I hope you have a major inconvenience. I hope you need to mail something and you don't have a stamp. I hope that your cable goes out and you have to call and talk to somebody on a 1-800 number to fix it. That's seriously, that's what I wish on people whenever they've wronged me. I love it. I could, it's but, fine. I mean, it's not... I'm not wishing bad things. That's all the final thoughts I have. Barnard, anything else? Oh, I, I didn't hate this movie. I not, didn't hate it. It's not top 10 material. Oh, no. It's not top 100. No. But but it's not. it's not as bad as the first time I saw it. I definitely laughed a couple times. I I laughed at um, one final thought that I wanted to mention. I did kind of laugh out loud at this. Um, Whenever his friend picks him up from jail and he puts on that weird like radioactive headgear, he's like, what are we driving through plutonium? I thought that was very funny because that was wild. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was. They did two takes with that scene. One was plutonium and one was, are you a beekeeper? So they stuck with plutonium. I like plutonium better. Agreed. Agreed. How are your two drinks doing over there? Empty. Empty. How are you feeling? Great. I don't have a care in the world, man. Nice, Bernard. Nice. You finished three. I got to finish my second. See, whenever I drink these two drinks and I'm not quite drunk, but like I still have like a decent amount of night, I'm like, I'm going to organize some shit right now. I- I'm gonna- like what? I don't know. <laughs> I just like trick myself into feeling productive and then I start and then just make a mess and then quit in the middle of it. <laughs> why don't you leave those? Why don't you take those boxes behind you? Bernard, those boxes have been there since the first time we quarantine podcasted. Why don't you take those boxes downstairs and put them in your living room? I think that's true. They've been there at least the past four. The long box? Uh. No. The box behind the long box, yes. (laughs) So you can understand my confusion. Bernard, I don't have a burning pile. Burn them. It's never too late to make one. Burn (laughs) them. So stay tuned. I'm sorry. I have one one more final thought. Oh, martini glasses after your final thought. I feel like this isn't a rom-com. I think that this is more of a drama. Are you getting close on purpose? Are you doing something? I disagree. I think this was definitely a rom-com. You're a (laughs) rom-com. Served. She served me up nice. (laughs) I got no response to that. So out of martini glasses, Bernard, <laughs> what are you doing? I got three and a half. Oh, uh, 
I go three. Uh, the first time you watch this, it's absolutely watch horrible. It. When you watch it again and leave like a year between viewings, yeah. I will not you'll like it better. I feel like if I watch this again, I think I would like it even more. Nope. Next time I watch it, I will not, and I give it a two. I don't think I'm gonna watch this again. And if it was on TV, I would change it immediately. But I'm just saying, if you, it's mandated that you watch it again. It if will it's be better. Mandated. <laughs> if Woody Allen takes us over, like it's North Korea here, and we have to watch <laughs> his movies, then Donald it'll Trump's be better. President. Donald Trump's president. Why can't that little fucking string bean? Uh, but then, I feel guys, like he weighs more than Woody Allen. Plus side, if Woody Allen becomes president, he'll die soon because he's eighty four. Positive. <laughs> just saying. Hey, just saying. Uh, what's our next movie, Allison? I took my contacts out so I can't see. Hang on. She has to get closer to the wall. <laughs> City Lights. Oh, okay. So City Lights is next. No, Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chap. The which Chap was mentioned man. in this film, by the way. Charlie Chaplin's Un-American thing, which I still don't know what the fuck that thing is. I don't either. No, what? You know this? Charlie Chaplin absolutely got deported. What? Yeah. Being a communist, yeah. Wait, where did he go back to? I have no fucking idea. That was not in his short time short biography that I read on Google Wikipedia, that. but I was just focusing on his affairs. That's what happens when you wear an Adolf mustache. Hang on, I'm looking it You're up. Out. <laughs> You're out. And in nineteen forty nine oh in nineteen forty nine, Republican said Republican senator demanded he be deported. MI5 opened a file on Charlie Chaplin in 1952 after the FBI asked them for help. So I guess he was from England. And they tried to deport him back to England? (laughs) Because he was a communist. Interesting. It says a treasonous message, but I can't find what it said. Chaplin had sent Picasso. I'm gonna assume and I'm gonna assume in reference to Pablo Picasso, but one never knows. It's just a very big that's a rom com coincidence for you. Um that he sent a message to them, but I don't know what the message said. Was Pablo Picasso a communist? Doesn't matter. I don't know. I don't care. Was Picasso a commie? Bernard doesn't know. Maybe there's a weird portrait of Charlie Chaplin by Picasso somewhere. His little mustache is broken up into little triangles on his face. You mean the mustache? You mean the mustache that wasn't actually a mustache? Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, Charlie Chaplin and Salvador Dali. I hate that. Sorry, but that picture exists, baby. Oh, his he looks. Charlie Chaplin just looks 
weird. He looks well. He's old in that picture. Yeah, but it's still he looks like a terrible person. He was probably. I don't know what it is about you, Allison, but pedophilia just really turns you off. Weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I could never be best friends with Woody Allen or Charlie Chaplin. Um, should we wrap this guy up? You know, we could. I think I Bernard's already out. I think Bernard already has his headphones out. Yeah, he does have his headphones up, but he's still sitting here. Oh, okay. I noticed on I've been listening to Some Like It Hot. Mm-hmm. And we end the podcast on final thoughts, and there's still 30 minutes left of the podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. We talked about absolutely nothing for a very long time, but it was entertaining, so I left most of it in. Um, it entertained me. I don't know if it entertained the viewers, but we came back to some things. Yeah. I don't know. So until next time with City Lights and Charlie Chaplin, who may or may not be a communist. I don't know. And to be honest, I don't really fucking care either. He's dead. Doesn't Um, matter. Yes. But he has a descendant who's turning into an actor or an influencer even though I really don't think that should be a real job, but it is. I fucking um, hate that. Don't be an influencer. Correct. Get get a real fucking job. That sounds judgy. No, it doesn't. Okay. Until then, please rate, review, subscribe. We are on Instagram at... Toasty Rom-Coms. We are on Twitter... At a toast to rom-coms. I will be honest that Allison does a much better job with the Instagram than I do with the Twitter. We have some toast to rom-coms gear out there. If you're interested, please DM us. We will get some to you. Check out uh, our model. We have a cu- we have a couple models on Instagram. Oh, by the really? time this comes out, yeah. I didn't check that out. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. So. Until next time, please watch up, drink up, and cheers. cheers.